1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to American Muslim Project. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving holiday. My family and I stayed in the Portland, Oregon area. We actually celebrated our first Thanksgiving with our daughter, Isha, who is now about nine months old. It was definitely a special time for us. Over the past couple weeks, I've been thinking a lot about the media landscape when it comes to representation, probably more than usual, given what's happening in the world. Regular listeners to the show know that here in the States, Muslim characters in TV and movies are hard to come by. Our goal here at Rafaelion, the company that creates and produces this podcast, is to create that content that I didn't have growing up, content that better represents Muslims in the media, so that my daughter, as she grows up, will be able to see people like her on the big screen or on TV or on the radio. One of the projects that we are working on here at Rafaleon is a feature-length movie about Ramadan and Eid. It's called Ramadan America, and it's comprised of five short films. It's set to release in March of next year during Ramadan. As part of that project, we had an open call for scripts from the Muslim community, and we were lucky enough to have about 50 submissions And from those, we selected 15 to be shortlisted, and then five of them as actual winners that we went on to produce in real life. Most of the writers are early in their career. For some, it will be the first time something that they wrote will be produced. On today's show, we talked to three of those writers that won. They will share their experiences in screenwriting and offer tips and tricks, especially, you know, I think some of you that are interested in screenwriting or kind of behind the scenes, you know, this will help you hone your skills or just get a better understanding about how the sausage is made for lack of a better phrase. Hopefully it'll inspire you to maybe write a script for our competition, which we plan to hold again in the new year. And just a note, this conversation was recorded in September of 2023, just a couple months ago, via Zoom as part of Rafaleon's event series. Hope you enjoy the conversation. We'll have that right after the break. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining this uh, webinar, class, discussion, whatever you want to call it. We're going to talk a lot about Muslim screenplay writers and process and all that kind of fun stuff. So uh, with that, um, maybe I'll just have uh, first really quick introductions from our three panelists. So Farouk, Halima, and Sarwath, maybe give us a 30-second spiel on your background and, and your recent script that won the award. So maybe I'll start with Farouk alaikum everybody. I'm Farouk.
2: Um, I'm based in LA. I'm primarily an editor for television. Uh, I went to USC for grad film school, um, and I've worked in both documentary editing and scripted TV editing. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I um, for this competition, I uh, also attempt to write every now and then, and uh, along with a classmate from USC, uh, who's still my writing partner, we made a piece called Nani's Biryani. It's sort of, um, it's about a young boy who um trying to impress his friends on tiktok and instagram or one of those type of platforms and um for eve he wants to remix uh his mom's biryani recipe and um i think like you might have seen there's sort of like food hacks weird remixes that kids are doing just for attention um anyway he gets it all wrong and uh but by the end he learns that the importance of uh, tradition and respecting uh uh family um yeah, Family Recipes, there's a reason for it. So, uh, yeah, that's my short pitch on it.
1: And you're based in LA, is that right? That's correct, yes. Right. Awesome. Halima, you want to give us a little one-on-one?
0: Sure. <laughs> my name is Halima Iman. I am from Texas. That's where I grew up. When you went to college and grad school. And I lived in LA. I lived in Atlanta. Um, mostly pursuing acting, but writing, producing and now I'm back in Texas. I came back in 2020 during the pandemic. So, um, my story is called the Eid Gifts. And simply, it's about a man who's kind of, I guess, a lax Muslim, you might say. And he's not really in the Ramadan or Eid spirit, but he's trying to fake the funk for, right. <laughs> for his family. He has a wife and a daughter. So, it has a, a twist at the end and I won't give it away. So yeah, that's pretty much what it's about, but I've written a lot of stories, short films, feature films, um,
1: my whole life. So, um, so with, I would love to hear your background and, and your one-on-one as well.
3: Hi everyone. I'm Sarwath. I'm from New York city. So I think I'm better than everyone here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm an oncology nurse. I went to NYU. I um, have done playwriting, written um, two research papers, and I always loved film. So this is the first time I've ever written a short film. I'm very honored for it to be selected. Um, and I wrote it about a woman who has epilepsy and it's considering divorce on Eve. And I have epilepsy myself. So this was like kind of the first time I ever got to portray what it's like to be South Asian and disabled in a short film, and I'm really excited for you guys to see it.
1: Amazing. Yeah, I, I think, well, maybe let's, let me give some context about, so we're falling on, you know, we really wanted to do something in the Eid Ramadan realm, and we came up with this idea of let's ho- hold an open script writing competition for anybody to apply. Um, we ended up getting 50 applicants, um, and then we select the top, about 15 scripts to put them through a summer workshop. And then from there, we've picked this top five scripts to actually produce into this feature length anthology film that will be released um, in March of this year. So we're actually in pre-production for these three stories and two other ones and yeah our goal was really as you can tell from these descriptions to really showcase the diversity of the american muslim experience and you know i hope that you could get a little bit of flavor from how uh, what the three writers talked about their individual scripts um my question and open open up us that open this up to anybody is how did you get involved with writing like what 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 is it uh, about writing that excites you and specifically screenwriting and short films I'll go to start with first if you want to answer.
3: (laughs) Yeah, um, I mean, for as long as I've known, I've always just loved to write, like simply just itself. Um, I think it's partially because I grew up in Staten Island, around a white neighborhood, and not really anyone to express myself to. So my journal ended up becoming my best friend and i just found that you know the beauty of writing is there's so many ways to express yourself so i've written two research papers i love science so i express myself in that sense sometimes i write music because i need to express a lot of feelings in a short amount of time and then sometimes it's you know things like short films so writing is beautiful and the beauty best part of it is anyone can pick up a pen so you know write people
1: (laughs) totally alima
0: So similarly, I would say that I've been writing from a very young age, um, short stories. I actually, when I was 11, I wrote a children's book. (laughs) I remember that I had like yellow construction paper and, you know, it was called Don't Steal Cookies from the Cookie Jar. Um, (laughs) Always always a rule follower. Um, But as far as more creative writing screenplays, probably started around 2006. And that was just because I've always wanted to be a performer. I really love television and film. And growing up, I watched a lot of TV and I wanted to always be a part of the story. And I didn't see people like me reflected on TV in movies that I watched. And so I kind of just wrote myself into stories. So. Oh, that's
1: amazing. Yeah, I think that's a common feeling that we all have is that we we haven't seen each other, you know, eat ourselves on the screen, though that is changing. And this is, you know, this project is part of that. So we can, you know, uh, see more more representation on the screen. Farouk, you're in the industry, you know, but have you always been a writer as well?
2: Um, uh, no, I, I've always had an interest in different parts of filmmaking um, and done um, different parts of the craft, uh, whether it was um, for a while, I was sort of more of a camera operator. I've done location sound recording, sound design, uh, now kind of settled into editing but um anyhow like that I mean the supporting crafts like I feel like I've been able to get a hang of them but um but writing is a thing that continues to sort of challenging me and there's like so many opportunities and you you'll you continue to grow and learn and in, in writing so um you know I, I know there's lots of books written on the craft of writing so um I don't know it's like a mystery and uh not a mystery <laughs> it's possible <a> right <laughs> but but in terms of like the depth and like continuing to learn the uh the ways to make an effective story work um it's really interesting to me so um but i think i learned a lot from editing about writing i kind of see how what was shot how, how we sort of um you know make adjustments and, and make the final rewrite in the edit so um yeah and then uh, as mentioned um for lack of a better word i just think it's really cool to see this wave of representation that's happening and to see a, a show like we are lady parts or be able to watch the new season of rami i think um is great to be part of that, and that we're, we're a fact that we're able to take on new stories and go deeper into, or even more personal into, uh and more specific into the Muslim American experience. I think that's great.
1: Yeah, yeah, double click on that for sure. So, you know, we only gave people about a month notice <laughs> to write their scripts for this competition. Was this an idea that you had been percolating on for a while, or did you just come up, come to you, and you wrote it, wrote it in a week, like? There were some writers that we talked to that like one one writer wrote two of them over the course of the month and submitted them both. You know, like, well, what is your what was your writing process when you first heard about this competition? And uh, I'll open up to anybody that wants to start. Thoughts? Oh, I can answer
0: that. So I got the email saying that you guys were seeking from writers and that was specifically about Ramadan and Eid. And I immediately wrote back and was like, I don't have anything with that thing but I can do that. Um, So I wrote it in about two weeks. Um, I do have a lot of, like I said, films that I've written and stories, but not specifically on those topics. So for me, I just started thinking, like, I wanted to write a wrong poem, because I was like, I'd like to see a mostly wrong poem. (laughs) But what I do when I write is I think of like the beginning and the end. And then I kind of play out the entire like I talk to myself, I do the dialogue out loud, all kinds of things. Um, I had a story about a guy and a girl meeting in a gym and it was Ramadan, so couldn't drink water. And so I kept going and then I couldn't think of an ending. And so before I even start typing, I try to have the complete story in my mind. So then I stopped with that one and I was like, okay, let me not just focus on what I want to see. Let me just try to write a story that I think is good. And then this idea came to me and I knew how I wanted it to begin, how I wanted it to end. But for me, when I'm writing, I kind of just let the story take over. I let the characters say what they're going to say and do what they're going to do. And I get kind of detached because I feel like it just kind of comes through me. And I never like force myself, oh, I'm going to write two hours today. Like for an entire week, I didn't even write. Like it was two weeks. I thought of something for two days. And then for five days, I was like, I don't know where to go and I'm not going to force it. And then like six or seven days later, I was like, I got it. And then when I do that, it just comes out very easily. So. Wow,
1: that's great. Do you think that's part, I'm going to just follow, just do you think part of that is because of your comfort with uh, pro, like the like the story structure or like the process of writing or, you know, I think that for me, You know, I've always wanted to write and I've gone through bouts of writing, but I think there's for me, there's that little that like that guy in the back of my head that's like, you're not a writer. Like, you you don't know. You don't know what you're doing type of thing. Um, I don't know. Any thoughts on that?
0: Well, I think one of the strengths that I've had because of what the feedback I've gotten from people is when I did start writing, I took acting classes and that's been primarily Mm -hmm. Like I want it to be, I want to be an actor and I do do acting, but when I'm writing, I always think of it from the characters, the actors. And I feel like that makes my dialogue very realistic. And also I can visualize it very well because I have a very overactive imagination. (laughs) So I like have a million stories in my head right now that I'm like, okay. So having to, narrowed down to writing one thing is actually difficult because I have so many stories yeah, going on. So totally.
1: Yeah. Sarath, so, what was your process like for this competition?
3: Well, I wrote this in four hours with no expectation of anything.
1: Whoa. And um, wait, we're talking I think it was yours, your first draft was like twelve or fifteen pages, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh since I'm an oncology nurse, um, not to sound depressing, but I do see a lot of death. It's a very emotionally demanding job. And so I have a very like limited amount of energy to do things. And I will never write something unless I'm like so passionate about it. I saw this popped up on my social media page and I saw it and I was thinking about a recent party that I had gone to where um my it was my aunt's party. I'm very comfortable with my with my family, but my aunt, she held an ETH party and it was just her friend's and so I sit there and one of them is like talking about, you know, their son getting married and I'm 27. And I was like, not really interested in that. And she just like came at me at a level of like, you know, saying you're not Muslim if you don't get married, like all these things. Right. Which was crazy to me. But then I went back to my family for our Eid party and I said this and everyone was like, that's crazy. And I'm talking my aunts and uncles are like 60, 70, you know, like we're not like that. So then it occurred to me that, like, other people have to deal with this. Like, I see all the auntie, like, memes and everything, but I just never experienced that. And so, you know, when I when I write about anything, it comes from a place of, like, if, if people aren't saying this, then, like, it needs to be said. And if I'm the only person that can say it, then I will say it, you know? And so that's why I saw, and I was like, time to let all those emotions out. <laughs> and I wrote it just like that. It came out, and then here we are.
1: That's amazing! Wow, I mean, that's that, I. Mean, I wish I could do something like that in four hours. I feel like it takes me four hours just to sit down on my computer to like pull up Final Draft.
3: But um, to be fair, like when I can't come up with something, like if you said right now write this thing, I'd probably be like like this. Yeah. Go on Instagram, <laughs> go on Twitter. Like I have to feel the passion, and then I'm. You
1: need you need an auntie to yell at you for some reason in order yeah. to, to, to 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 pretty you know, much that, yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more with our conversations with winning Muslim screenwriters. This is American Muslim Project.
4: This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive licensed therapist at Talkspace, If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com.
1: Welcome back to American Muslim Project. We're going to continue my conversation with some winning Muslim screenwriters. Here we go. Uh, for Rick, you were you actually had uh, a writing partner who was non-Muslim. Um, tell me about that uh, process and how you guys came up with the idea and worked together. Uh,
2: yeah, so my writing partner. Um, we met at USC, and um, yeah, we've just been working together for a while, and uh, we're in touch on text message, and we're always sending each other either memes or funny things. And um, uh, I was part of the ISF network when I saw that this partnership was happening with Rafaelion. So we have been, me and him had been talking about trying to write something, but we had no spark. Um, but he's, he's a father now. He's got two kids in the Bay Area. Um, and we had been sort of commenting on, um, I think between us that, not, not that kids become jerks online, but, but <laughs> um, that, that you know, once uh, at a certain age, you know, teens like, on TikTok, they're doing pranks and doing some some stuff publicly that's a little bit mean and mean spirited, and they'll do it for attention. And the kind of like game, gamification of um, social media posting, like you, the, I mean, I was reading a little bit about how um, teens maybe want to have like uh, be the main pl- main player in this sort of game of their life, and like, they don't want to be like an NPC or non playable character. So how can they set themselves apart? Anyhow, so between me and him, we were like brainstorming, and um, I, I just like watching people make bizarre food things online and um and uh he's kind of worried about his kids growing up to be upstanding young people <laughs>
1: so
2: um anyway <laughs> to, to get together we, we just came up with this idea and um i think it was interesting because maybe like in our story the the young boy or the young teen kid he's um like during ramadan you know there's like a sense of um the collective maybe like a sense of like humility like you, you don't try to like swing for big. Uh, I don't know, social media stunts. Um anyhow, but but uh, there's like a perfect storm with this of this kid trying to stand out during Eden. Um but our writing process, um I like having a writing partner for me personally because if not I kind of stare at a blank screen. But me and him we usually get on a conference call and just start spitballing like well, what if this happens in the beginning and what if by the mid the middle of the story this is what happens and what's his major challenge and I don't know we'll just kind of split spitball the major structure points and then maybe we kind of split it up where I, I go away we we usually share like a final draft or writer duet program file between us, and um, maybe he'll write some pages, and then I'll, I'll write some pages on top of those pages. But we're pretty good about not being precious about changes. Like if he does something, and I have an idea, so um, but that's just a relationship we built over the years where we're like we don't uh, dismiss each other's ideas. We're just kind of like, oh, that's cool, like run with it, you know. And and I, I was impressed that you know, for what he did not know about Muslim culture, he was like doing the research, coming back to me, and he was like, actually, you know, this is how. Their beer on recipe should be, and I was like, "Okay, I was like, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's funny, yeah, that's great." I mean, that, that's exactly you know what we need. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so part of this process, we we put the as I mentioned the, f- the winning scripts, the semifinals through about six weeks of workshopping. And so, could you guys talk about that workshop process and what you learned about either yourself or your script or how that changed from the beginning to the end?
3: Um, I thought it was amazing to be in a room. Um full of creatives who like you know are also muslim i i'm never in a room with people who are muslim to be quite honest um so this was really refreshing and then a safe space and open space to talk about like the social issues and like the you know how how we all feel being muslim and then especially with um you know the discussion on like what it's like to be muslim in the entertainment industry and all those issues and everything it was it was really nice to being a shared community where we could all talk about the things that we were experiencing the challenges and then being able to learn about um you know the different aspects of sh- making the short film and just film in general through um Abdullah who is working on Daisy boys like that was amazing you know Genevieve, we had a writer who came in and I mean, an editor came in and like, you know, looked at all of our work and helped us um, develop our writing even further through our dialogue. That was extremely constructive. So it felt like a really nice, um, felt like a workshop, but like a intimate workshop and a comfortable one. And I feel like we kind of became friends a little bit. So not not enough time, <laughs> but like, I feel like I could get coffee with you guys.
2: <laughs> the way you said coffee was so East Coast. <laughs>
3: percent i knew somebody was going to say it the second that came out of my mouth i was raised by the italians um <laughs> uh, I'll
2: i will okay i'll I'll jump in okay yeah i was just gonna bounce off what you were saying um yeah same, same um because i feel like um you know we kind of write these stories not in a vacuum but we we kind of write them and we have our ideas and then um but it's not until we like reflect them off other peers and collaborators that we, we start to see, um, I don't know um, blind spots or things we might have missed in the storytelling or the cultural sensitivities. And um, I think we all maybe like, honestly, maybe we'll have critiques also when we're watching programs and the popular representation that's out there. I mean, I'm not saying there's issues with them, but like Miss Marvel or, you know, or Rami or whatever. I think we we all reflect against those and we're like, oh well, I, I don't really, I don't really see eye to eye with that, and that doesn't reflect me. But but I think in the same way, these little kind of creative pods that we were able to be part of in the workshop um it, it was nice to to be not accountable but um have a sounding board and, and get get a variety of different um voices reflecting on our scripts and uh, yeah, it gave me a lot to kind of fill in and, and make sure i am um, it's still my story or it's my, mine and jeff's story but it's like our story you know be, being uh, as responsible to uh representation as possible uh, so i thought that was great and um yeah yeah the um story consultant who came in and, and did a a workshop with us and um looked at our scripts one-on-one i thought that was really helpful to um that has a real eye and like kind of a brilliant eye for um how within a 10 to 15 minute short film you can have like a lot of structure a lot of nuance a lot of detail and um that was great that that really made me and jeff go back and rethink a lot of things so we're thankful for that and yeah yeah and uh, abdullah the, the guest um just learning about his his journey in writing and um i feel like he was he was very like um revealing about that, like yeah, it's hard for him too. he like the dialogue lots of things, he goes back and forth, and just to see a professional at that level struggling with some things that we are that, that was really um reassuring, so yeah,
1: oh,
0: okay, I'll go ahead, yeah, I um, yeah, so I also lived in Austin, I know I said l a in Atlanta um for about three and a half years, and I was in a writing group there, and I was pretty much the only African American. And definitely the only Muslim. (laughs) So I think this is a really good experience to see other Muslim people, other women, being paired with a director who's a Black woman who's Muslim. And I just really appreciate the opportunity to not just tell um, Muslim stories, but make sure all Muslims are represented, you know, South Asian, Arab, African-American, Latin, you know, all Muslims having a voice and having more right. representation. I think is a
1: really great thing. It was interesting. I was talking to Farouk last week and I was sharing with him an idea for a short movie that I have, um, that I'm kind of writing and I was bouncing, bouncing off an idea with him. And it was so interesting to, to describe, um, an East coast out. It might even be a Boston thing about how, um, and, so, and maybe it's just the mosque that I, we go to, but I grew up with this. And that during Eve, the Imam would hire a clown to come into the children's room um, to like this, you know, to play with the kids. And like,
3: I'm sorry, did I hear that right? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Like, and so make up, well, yeah, make up a clown. And, and so, like, that to me is a normal American Muslim experience. But Farouk was laughing his ass off and like, you know that that you know so like I feel like you know that was just kind of represented. We all have so many unique stories that we think are like we've gone through the same thing, but it's it's it you know it's so different based on where you are in the country, what your background is, what your ethnicity is, how religious you are, and that's really what we're trying to get across with these shorts, uh, for sure. So I I think I would love to know outside of this for the three panelists, what is your writing? What is your writing process? Do you write every day? Do you? set a clock like, mu- or uh, sorry, one of you said that you don't, you know, set a certain time. Like I've heard that people like, you know, uh, especially, I think all of you have other jobs. Like like some people are uh, seven to eight o'clock in the morning. That's their writing time. And they do it every day, no matter what. Um, I've tried that. It hasn't worked for me. Um, uh, but, you know, I would love to hear how you guys approach writing.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess everybody, everybody does it different. But um, yeah, for me, I just like to, um, I guess for for what it's worth, like, incubate or kind of jet and gestate for a while just sort of like sit with it and um but like i'm always writing if i'm driving you know if i'm tuning out and on the in la traffic or if i'm in the shower like i'm always like thinking and so then i'll usually just go back and um i feel like other people do this too like i'll just get on my um iphone notes app and um i'll start like filling that out but like i've, I've completed full scripts in the notes app where it's at least all the important dialogue and, and plot points i think are, are, are in there and I just have to sit down and, and write it. But uh, for me, that's like the best because like, I, I don't, I just have anxiety about staring at the uh, screenwriting app screen. <laughs> so, but, but like the, the, the notes app is like a nice stepping stone where it's like, oh, like it's there, but it's not, I don't have the pressure of staring at the screenwriting app. Um, oh, the Pomodoro. Um, and um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that um, that works for me. And um, yeah, I, I did a whole feature that way. But that, that like feature I had been kind of cooking in my brain for like a year and then I I got some time off. So I just sat down and like over three days or three or four days straight, I just wrote, but, but that's just for me. Like, I just need to like live in the script and in the moment and just like write it. I have a hard time going like scene by scene or stepping away. But anyway, maybe it's a weird process, but that works for me.
1: Palima, do you want to share anything?
0: Sure. Um, Yeah. I was the one who said that I don't try to schedule it. Um, For me, it just makes it kind of dampens my creativity like I feel like either I'm gonna do it or I'm not and so I don't want to stare at like a little mouse blinking but yeah I'll sit down sometimes and write like 40 pages and then other times no pages so I'm like okay I don't want to force it because you know unless I'm being paid to be a writer <laughs> then I'll force it uh but for me just, creatively, just for creatively I kind of sit with it sometimes i wake up and i'm like oh okay i have this idea and then i'll just go with it and i think it it's better for me it's more interesting the story that i come up with if i just
3: let it
1: ride so awesome so what
3: um i had a theater teacher in high school who used to say to me that um if it's a good idea like it'll take 10 days and it'll still stick in your head. Like Mm. it doesn't matter. Cause I think one time what had happened was I had written this amazing thing and then I accidentally deleted all of it. I was crying in front of my screen and he was like, it's okay. If it's a good idea, it will stick with you. And so I've kind of just taken that, you know, with me throughout life. Um, My mind wanders a lot. So uh, if I'm in the middle of doing something, I will like, sometimes the best ideas come to me while I'm at work. Like, stabbing like giving an injection or doing (laughs) something and I'll be like no now is not the moment and then I'll do what I have to do and then I would go into like you know a medication room or something pull out the uh pull out my iPhone and just like open voice memos and just say whatever the idea was and then if it's stuck by the time I'd get home or something like you know then I'd, I'd be able to pour it all out and sometimes they're not the best ideas sometimes they're great ideas but I've always abided by the fact that like if it's a good idea, it will stick with me and I should have faith in the idea because it's great enough for me to stick with it. So I once it. I get that moment, I sit down and I write. But again, that's great. I have to be fueled by aunties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that seems like an idea right there. Um, anybody have any questions that they want to ask? Um, I can keep on going and and I, I love talking to these people. So um if anybody has a question, feel free to jump off of mute and uh, ask your question
3: i have a question for my co-panel sure. yeah please um how do you guys feel like your other jobs affect how you write like i personally i work in a very story based environment like you know patients at their worst at their you know it's cancer so it's a lot of emotional people and um i see those stories i absorb them and then it helps me with my writing and i think the strongest thing that I have going for me is my dialogue. So that's how I know that that grounds me a lot. Um, you guys are in you know, the artistic field. And something that I hear a lot is that um, people who are in the artistic world don't really get to have other kind of experiences because they're in the arts. How do you guys, in the work that you do, since you're, you're focused in it, find different kinds of experiences and inspiration?
1: We'll go to Farouk first
2: yeah no no i, I agree like I, I think um like you have to kind of draw from some life experience or, or or else the um the script feels thin and the dialogue doesn't doesn't ring true and you can't you can't predict how people react in real life and what characters might say so um yeah no i i I actually like um i just try to get out and, and do things and then maybe don't watch too much tv or film like i will but um i guess travel time with family um uh I think when I was working in documentaries, I thought that was great because um, I just had access to so much footage of, of real people. I mean, I wasn't like out on the scenes, but I, I worked on films about the medical industry or, or um, social justice movements or... Anyway, but, but through those people, like, I, I, was, I, was, I felt like it was more authentic representation than in ways to kind of soak up like real life. So um, anyway, I feel like... It, I mean, I can look back at some of my scripts when I was a little younger and I was like, this is really bad. <laughs> it it doesn't, doesn't feel like... <laughs> doesn't feel like real people anyhow but even now like I'm, I'm visiting my mom in texas and we were talking about cooking something and i was like oh that's good and so i'm actually gonna go back and put that in my script because we would have a little like argument about the way to prepare a certain dish that she prepares anyway but it was like real and it was like it was like um genuine and and it was like a generational difference that that i, I mean even though my script is like kind of a family comedy i was like that's like a nice nugget of authentic that I could stick in there so
1: wait so did are you starting a tiktok account is that what you're what you're <laughs> yeah basically just
2: to like show my mom that i can one up the recipe yeah Yeah. i'm I'm an angsty uh
1: yeah (laughs) alima did you want to say something
0: so yes i i always fudge like when i was in la i never wanted to tell people about my education because it's a double-edged thing like i have a law degree i'm a lawyer. And whenever I tell people that, they're like, well, why don't you practice law? Why don't you do this? And I'm like, because I don't want to. (laughs) And they're like, well, why don't you do entertainment law? I'm like, that's not the same thing. Uh, Anyway, but yes, I have practiced law a little bit, and I didn't want to, but uh, that's a whole other thing. But when I was in law school, I remember I started writing a script, um, which I've completed. It's a feature film about a a woman who's... uh, attacked in her home like a home invasion and basically the guy gets arrested but she doesn't press charges because she wants him out so that she can set him up and kill him in self-defense So
4: um,
0: <laughs> and that came to me when i was in criminal law class <laughs> <laughs> and the whole thing uh, is that self-defense there has to be an immediate imminent danger to you. So that's the whole premise of it. Um, So yeah, that was just that one story. But besides that, I just love PB and Jones. Most of my stories have, you know, nothing really to do with the law. So when I have that, you know, people are always like, well, you have something to fall back on. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I do some legal work, like document review, um, remote work and stuff still to pay the bills. So
1: we actually one of the other uh, one of the directors for one of the other shorts is a lawyer a trained lawyer as well who now is a director um and so uh we have two two lawyers on this uh on this that's really interesting. very cool yeah, yeah. Totally. we are going to take a quick break we'll come back with more of american Muslim project stay tuned Welcome back to American Muslim Project. We're going to continue our conversation with winning Muslim playwrights. I guess, you know, I, what advice do you give to people uh, on the call that are writers or aspiring writers or, um, you know, want to write Muslim stories or Muslim characters? Any advice that you would have? And I'm going to go back to So to begin with on that.
3: I had a teacher who also said something amazing to me once, which was write what you know because you know it better than anybody else. And so that is a approach I often take when it comes to like, I'm working on two other things right now. And the reason I'm working on them is because I have epilepsy, I'm disabled, I'm South Asian. um, And I don't see, like, I don't have a single character that I can think of at the top of my head who looks like me and shares those aspects of my identity amongst others, you know? Um, So I personally feel like I am the best person. I'm one of the best people, not to put myself on a platter, but I'm the only person I know that can write, you know, these kinds of stories. And therefore that motivates me to write these kinds of stories. And so I always suggest that if you have an experience that, you know, is unique to you, or you feel like there's... Something that you're going through and other people would relate to it, and you just don't feel like it exists, then write it. You know, um, another thing I can say is as an oncology nurse, you know, visiting hours are from like 12 to 7, right? And then the rest of the time that, you know, these patients are sitting there, the only thing that they really have is their phones and their, you know, iPads and whatever. TV is so impactful because. It's particularly with patients who are on chemo you know it's like the eyes hurt and it's too much work and stuff so i'll be passing my rooms like when the fifa was happening oh my god the floor felt like a whole different vibe and when like certain shows patients will come across certain shows and they'll like feel so much better about the situation that they're in because the character has said something that resonates with them, right? And so art has this giant power to be able to touch people on such an intimate level, whether it's just one scene. And so that's why I encourage people of like any kind of background, you know, a lot of people are so scared to write, but if you have an experience that is unique to you and that you feel like needs to be shared, like you have no idea how far when you work hard and push it, how much it can impact just anybody. So that's what you should write. Yep.
1: Well, amazing. Farouk, you want to go next?
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that, I, I, that, that was really um, captured. captured. <laughs> but um, thank you for saying that. Um, also your, your experience on the oncology awards. That's extremely interesting and touching. But uh, yeah, no, I'll just kind of add on that then um, and pass along some advice other people have given me you know, cause I think maybe we, we as uh, artists where we're applying for grants and labs and other ways to continue to develop our career. And somebody told me, you know, like, don't, and hopefully it holds true, but they're like, don't, don't try to write to the um, requirements of, of the lab or whatever, still write, what feels true to you. Cause like, I think if you're trying to write to like what you think they want, you're just going to end up with something that's sort of like watered down and, and not, not really you, but yeah, that, that person who was mentoring me, it was just like, keep it specific, keep it you. Um, you know, if, if it fits, the opportunity if it fits the um the organization like it, it'll work but if it's not a fit you know you you go you go elsewhere with your your voice and your your work um and uh, yeah that same person also told me not to be um afraid to be like vulnerable about this little thing that maybe it's like bubbling up that you want to express but like um I mean in my script it's sort of a comedy about biryani and social media but um when I was working with Genevieve I was trying to kind of talking through what we were trying to do with it and she was like, I sense you have like some dad issues. <laughs> and that was like, was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But anyway, so yeah, she was just she was like, don't be, afraid to like don't, don't be afraid to like underline that. Cause like, it's like, it's like, there's like there's like short comedic exchanges with the kid and his dad in the script, but, but there's more, and she's like, there's more to it there. And she's like, maybe you can lean into that. Anyhow, so I'm, I'm glad she said that. And um, all I'd say is like, I think the specific um, vulnerable voice of your experience, I think um, we might be surprised who it resonates with and how it resonates, even if it feels like it's like your small little corner of the world. Um, so I try to hold on to that.
1: That's that's amazing. I love that story. That's awesome, uh, Halima.
0: Oh uh, yeah, for sure. I would say, lastly, what Sarwat was saying, um, as far as like how important art is in television and film, and I know a lot of Muslim people kind of um, dissuade their kids or discourage them from being performers or anything like that. And there's such an emphasis on being a doctor. Or an engineer or a lawyer or a teacher all those things um which all my siblings are <laughs> <laughs> uh but for me like literally when i was a kid i felt so different from everybody so isolated and i feel like tv gave me a way of seeing things that were different something beyond myself and literally like stories that you see can impact people it can change people's lives it can save people's lives so I think people shouldn't um, devalue what you can do for someone by getting into television and film, acting, writing, producing anything. And if you don't know where to start, then find somebody who's doing it. I'm very grateful to you, and Leon and ISF because when I got that email, I was so excited, That's and right. I would be happy to. When my voice or help anybody things like starting out they want to collaborate or you know bounce ideas because for me it's all about you know when they say a rising tide lifts all boats so i think that's my take on
1: it yeah that do feel
3: obliged to add one thing though i feel like we're always pressed on this kind of timeline like I started out in theater. And so, a lot of the people that I went to school with, I went to an arts academy, they're all like, you know, doing amazing things. And I love science. So, I wanted to pursue science first. And then I wanted to go do, you know, writing later. Like, I still wrote while I was in nursing school, but I knew it was a thing I wanted to carry on later. And a lot of the times through school, I kept on feeling like this person, she's on a TV show now. This person is doing this thing. Like, I'm going to be too old by the time that it's like, you know, done. And writing is always gonna be there. If you have another passion, if it takes 10 years, like it's completely fine to not measure yourself on other people's timeline, measure yourself on your own timeline. That's my spiel. Cause I I often wish that my younger self, like I had heard it a lot, but I wish I believed it a lot more. So that's why I like to always tell people, don't care about other people's timeline, (laughs) run on your own.
1: Totally. I think that's great advice. That's going to do it for this week's episode of American Muslim Project. Definitely, if you are interested in learning more about our film, please go to our website, www.ramadanamerica.com. As a reminder, the film will be released in March of this year. We are producing it now, and the content and the images are just amazing. Really looking forward to it. Anyway, thanks again for listening. I want to thank Producer Ari, and we'll see you all next week. Thanks.